Um, I never come to this pulpit without first putting in hours. I never just grab a lesson, get up here and teach. I put in some hours. My wife can, you know, uh, 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 knows this, that uh, my week is scheduled around church. And so I, I get some hours. But if you'll stand with me tonight, praise God. Have you ever heard the scripture? We're going to read it. Praise God, where it says that you need to come and tell it to the church. Praise God. Matthew chapter 18 and verse 15. It says, Moreover, if thy brother shall trespass against thee, go and tell him his fault between thee and him alone. If he shall hear thee, thou hast gained thy brother. Now, see, that's not talking about sisters, right? All right. Verse 16. But if he will not hear thee, then take with thee one or two more. That is, in the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word may be established. And if he shall neglect to hear them, tell it unto the church. But if he neglect to hear the church, let him be unto thee as a heathen man and a publican. Verse 18 says, Verily I say unto you, Whatsoever ye shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Let us pray. Dear Lord, we love you, God. Praise you, Lord, for your presence and your spirit. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Help me, dear Lord, as I divide your word to your people. And God, I'm going to give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Can everyone say amen? amen. You may be seated. I have a question for you tonight. If somebody was to have a problem with you, would you, number one, want them to go and to tell their side to everyone else? Or would you, number two, would you want them to come and to talk to you about it and see if you could work it out? What would you want? What would you want? Praise God. You see, offenses will come. The Bible says there's going to be offenses. I'm sure I offended someone. And if I did offend somebody, and sometimes I've known I've offended people, praise God, I, I just I said, if I offended you, and uh, no, that's okay. No, did I offend you? Praise the Lord, because if I offended you, I do want to make it right, but we will be we will offend people and we will be offended some people are not good with their with the way they word things they can word things in a way that uh it can be offensive praise god and so if you become offended probably the first thing you need to do is uh pray about it for a while think about it and pray about it there've been things that i have had to pray about and thought about and I was glad I prayed and thought about it because two things have happened. God had helped me to realize that I was not looking at the situation right. Or he had opened up the door so that it could have been taken care of. And I did not have to worry about what I had said or what I had done. Praise God, getting that cleaned up. But if sometimes, when, when you're offended or if you wonder something, you need to really do a lot of praying about it. Talking to the Lord about it. Praise God. Asking the Lord, say, Lord, but 
you know, what, what is it to, what I, you want me to see in this? Praise God. Understanding that a lot of times that we get offended, it's because of our own weaknesses. It's because of our own situations. Uh, if we struggle with self-esteem, then someone can say something about self-esteem and we could become offended about it. If I was worried about my hairline, praise God, jokes about my hairline could offend me. Um, things, you know, we all got weaknesses and we have to understand, praise God, we've got weaknesses. Um, if you had a, a, sure, a, sure, a sore shoulder, say that real good. If you had a sore shoulder and I walked up and smacked you on the shoulder and said, hey, how are you doing? And you would say to me, that hurt. And I, wouldn't, I didn't mean to hurt you. Normally that shouldn't have hurt you, but because your shoulder was sore, then uh, you uh, was affected by it. And sometimes we can be affected by a weakness that we have or a hurt or a soft spot. And so we have to realize, praise God, normally that would not have bothered me. Praise God. And, and, and our response sometimes is to withdraw. We want to withdraw from the situation. And, uh, you know, we're, we are hurt. We don't understand. Something was done to us. You know, sometimes people can do things to try to help you, and you think they might be trying to shut you out. And so you withdraw, and so you withdraw, and you withdraw. And, and that's not a good thing to do because, he, man, I, you know, in my younger years, I, I avoided conflict. But in my older years, I've learned that that's a way of working things out. Conflicts is not hate against hate. Conflicts is misunderstanding. And you need to get together and you need to work out the conflicts. And so it's not good to withdraw and to draw back into a relationship. Praise God. If you do this, then all your life you're going to withdraw from problems. And you're never going to have good relationships. Because you'll never learn to work through them. Uh, you'll never learn to avoid them or go forward. Now, on both sides, we're talking about conflicts today, but on both sides, hey, man, you have two situations here. You have the one that's offended. Got to be careful that they're not oversensitive. Some people can be oversensitive. Once again, uh, if you deal with low self-esteem, then something that's said about you could, uh, you know, you could be oversensitive. And then the offender has to be careful, amen, that he is approachable. We all need to be approachable. You see people that are not approachable. You cannot approach them. Praise God. They put on a front or a nastiness. And uh, I think it's good for us to be approachable. I think it's in your benefit to be approachable. Uh, you're easy to approach you. Uh, and, and, and you don't take offense, and uh, when somebody, he man, comes uh, to talk to you, he man, they don't walk away, especially a pastor, don't walk away with bloody hands, praise God, you're approachable, you, they can talk to you, they can say, hey, you know, we've got a problem, he man, but we, you know, if, if you're offended and you don't understand and you can't struggle through it, uh, and you don't understand it, then you can go to that person and you can say, hey, 
Um, this was said the other day. It just bothers me. He meant, can you help them? Can you help me? Praise God. And, and, and if, what if they're not approachable? I got written down here. And then I wrote, LOL, send them a letter. Uh, you might want to make it registered. Praise God. But no. Amen. Don't judge them. Give them a chance. Go to them. Uh, say, look, you offended me with this when you said that. And uh, I, I tell you what, praise God, I've learned a long time ago. I wish, wish I could walk out on the clouds to get your attention with this one. I've learned a long time ago to not let little things, or not little things, but not let things bother me. I take care of it and I move on. Praise God. I, I, and, and the best thing to do is if someone says something mean to you or someone says something that's not nice to you, praise God, say, you really mean to say that. Uh, is that what you're really saying? Um, I, I, you know, that's not very nice of you to say that and to address it rather than just walk away with it. Be kind about it. Understand, praise God, that their opinion does not determine exactly who you are. People's opinion does not determine who I am. And uh, rise above that. Don't let them push you down under that. But you've you got to address it. And then if they don't want to address it, praise God, uh, then the, the best thing you can do, amen, is, I mean, you can let it go. Um, if it's a conflict that's going to continue to be between you and them, Amen. Then uh, the best thing you can do is, is you know, talk to the pastor, um, you know, um, and, and, and get some kind guidance and say, look, you know, this is a situation that I'm dealing with. Um, but you got to try to first keep it private. Um, don't be calling or telling everyone because I'm going to tell you something. They could end up being your best friend. And then you've got all them loose ends out there that's going to come back and destroy your friendship. So the best thing to do is keep it private. Amen. And, uh, but it, that's not what people do as a general rule. Praise God. They get irritated. They get aggravated. And they will not keep it private. But the Bible says you need to go to them privately. Amen. And say, hey, you know, it, it, this, this bothers me. Praise God. And when you go to them, now this is going to be, I think this is really good. When you go to them, you do not go to them as an aggressive person. You are struggling with it. They may not have meant to hurt you in any ways. Praise God. They, they, they may have just been struggling uh, with something, and when you got there, it just was the thing that tilted it over. And, and so, you know, do not deal with them. Just say, hey, look, can I talk to you? You know, this, 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 this bothers me. Um, is, have I done anything to you? Don't go to them as if you're going to correct them. Because that's God to correct them. You need to go to them and say, Lord, what is it that, or I mean, you know, this bothers me. Can you help me deal with this? And they, they got two sets of courses. They can say, praise God. No, you're going to just have to deal with it and be nasty about it. Praise God. Hopefully they're mature enough 
that they'll say, you know what, you know, I just got angry at the moment, or I'm sorry that had to happen. But you don't go to them in a correcting manner. You go to them in, I need your help with this. You know, I, and, and, and don't make it personal towards them. Uh, make it, you know, well, this bothered me when you said this, or this bothered me when, when you done that. Praise God. But we have to understand that people are different characters. Not everybody's open, loving, caring, and et cetera. Praise the Lord. Um, my wife and I went out to dinner for our anniversary. And uh, the lady that uh, took our order, um, I, thought, I felt like standing up and saluting her. Because, I mean, just the way that she marched up and uh, took our order was just so uh, impersonal. I mean, it was just so impersonal. And at first I thought, did we offend her? You know, what, what was her situation? And then after a while we began to learn that that's just her character. And she was doing it with everybody else. And uh, um, my wife, you know, was, uh, she asked something, I forget what it was, Jesus, you know, on her salad. And, and I mean, just like a sergeant, she, you know, well, you can have brick or you can have dust or you're going to have dust. Or dust, or dust. And uh, it was a little bit comical. But everybody's character is not open and loving and kind, but they're caring. She did a wonderful job of taking care of us and made sure, amen, that, um, that we were going to be, we got what we needed. Praise God. And I took comfort in the fact that if anybody come around and started a fight, she'd beat them up for us. So praise God. But, you know, you have all that character. Praise God. And not everybody's character is like yours. They're just not all loving and caring. And, and some just is a little, bit, uh, a little bit short. But they still get, to, you know, they care. So we have to understand and give people that ability. They do care. Praise God. And if they don't respond to you, amen, you have done your job and you've moved on. If it's a situation that's going to continue to arise, amen, then you've got to go on to the next thing. But God wants us to deal with our problems with brothers and sisters. Matter of fact, the Bible said if you have a problem with your brother, he said go to your brother and try to work it out. Um, he doesn't say pray that God takes care of it. Pray that God will work it out. God's not going to get between me and you. God's not going to get between brothers and sisters and the Lord. He's going to leave that to you. I know as parents, we tried to leave our kids to deal with each other. We let them kind of work out their own problems. Praise the Lord. And so, hey man, God wants you to work out your problems. But the Lord, but it's, it's it, you, you know... It's like a fire. If a fire department is called and they get there and someone says, I got a smoke smell in the house, they don't come in with their hoses and hose the house down. Praise God. So it's just a smoke smell. Now, if they come and a certain part of the house is on fire, then they don't hose the whole house down. They might wet close to the fire. But they don't go make sure they hose every room. They only hose what they got to do. And it's the same way with the situation between you and your brother. Praise God. You don't have a three-alarm fire for just a little situation between you and your brother. And so you do that privately. You understand what I'm saying today? You, do, you try not to escalate it. 
You don't want to escalate it. That's a relationship. Relationships are extremely important. Everybody's relationship. I was laughing last night. I thought, I don't have an enemy in the world. I just love some people more than I do others. Praise God. I don't have an enemy. People might do me wrong, but they're not my enemy. I might not trust them or whatever the case may be, but I'm still going to be their friend and do what I can. And that's a good life to live because I'm telling you, you don't have, you don't, you know, it's just, it's free. It makes you free. But you don't escalate a situation between you and somebody else. You try to minimize it. You know, when you go to a fire, it all depends on what you throw on it, whether you throw water or you throw gas. And you got to think about what you say because you could be throwing gas on a situation. You need to think about what you're saying to the person because all of a sudden they feel attacked and then before you know it, the situation escalates and it gets worse. Praise God. Amen. So, amen, you... you you, you're into this situation. Um, if it's going to be an ongoing situation, then you need to go up to the next process. You see, we're all brothers and sisters in the Lord. Everybody in the church is a brother and a sister in the Lord. And um, me and my sisters didn't get along. My four children, my four children didn't get along. And uh, if you're an only child, praise God then uh, you may not understand that, but not all brothers and sisters got along. There was always this going back and forth with brothers and sisters. But they were all the children. Amen. And, and uh, you know, they, they were all in, they were all the children. And, and God worked with them. And, and parents worked with them. Praise God. And you got to remember that in every situation that you're in, you're not totally right. You're not 100% right. There's a part of this situation that you're wrong in. You're not totally right. You might be more right than the next person, or you might be less right than the next person. But you got to remember that in the situation that you're in, nobody is totally right. Praise God. There, and so in that situation, the best thing you can do, amen, is to apologize for the part that you've done. Your situation. I read a book one time. It's, it said take, uh, take, uh, uh, take responsibility or something. Taking responsibility. There's people, some people don't, they never take responsibility for their, for their actions, for their part. They're always wanting to focus on the other guy's fault. Just, it's, just say, you know what, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I got into the situation. Praise the Lord. Or I'm sorry that, you know, for my part. Clean up your end. In every situation, you know, apologize for your part. Just say, you know, I'm sorry. You know, there's situations that's happened this week um, where I could have really, really got wrapped up in. But instead of getting wrapped up in, it would have just made a worse situation. I was pretty much getting what I wanted and so I would just say, okay, I'm sorry, you're right, and just move on. I got a life to live. I don't know. You guys might want to stay in and, and, and wallow in that argument stuff. But I, you understand what I'm saying? You got, I got a life to live. And, so, and, and just put it in the past. But I've got to keep my end up cleaned up. 
and I, I'm, I'm wrong for the situation. There have been situations where there have been two or three of us that were wrong. I'd say, you know, I, I'm sorry for my part. I'm sorry for what I've done. Praise God. And uh, amen. And, and the situation is not going to be resolved. Uh, then you've got to choose to go to uh, somebody. Now, I wrote down three things. Uh, when you choose somebody to, and when you have to choose somebody, when, when it gets to a situation, you know, you talk to the pastor and everybody or in your families or whatever, and you have to choose for somebody to try to mediate, uh, you want to use somebody, first of all, that's neutral. You don't want to take your mother with you. My mother's come to help figure out me and my neighbor's problem. (laughs) Praise God. You don't want to do that. Nothing against your mother, it's just that she's not going to be very neutral. Praise God. You want to take somebody that's neutral. Second of all, praise God, you want to take somebody with you that's fair. Amen. Somebody that's fair. And uh, third of all, you want to take somebody, amen, that's wise in their decisions. You want somebody that's wise, fair and wise and, you know, to go with you. Help me. Help me resolve this issue. Help me to resolve this situation. Praise God. And, uh, it, and so you want to take somebody, first of all, that's neutral. They'll be between you two and, and, uh, and do fair. And when you do that, try to adhere to their advice. Praise the Lord. Uh, try not to, uh, you know, try to adhere to their advice. Amen. The big thing is to resolve the situation. Understanding that you both would adhere to the council. Um, also, here's a good reason to do this, because the Bible says, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. And uh, when you've got two or three witnesses in a situation, um, then uh, it can, you know, uh, there's the, the biggest thing is rumors, rumors that goes around. Nothing can tear up a church worse than rumors. Praise God. And so when you have a couple that's in a situation and it's not good, amen, or somebody that comes against the church, amen, one of the first things we do is, you know, I'll get together with them and see, you know, well, I'm not happy because of this or this and this. And I'll get together with them. I'll try to work with them. I'll get another board member. We'll get with them. Praise God. And uh, try to work it out. And it's the same way with... Uh, you know, between brothers, if it were between sisters and that, praise God, uh, you say, hey, you know, um, I need, we need to work this out, and this is the way, and this is, you know, the, the, the way that goes. There's a lot of things in life that is not nailed down biblically, uh, a lot of uh, things that are just not nailed down biblically, the color, the carpet in the church, the pews, the, the lights, and sometimes, praise God, there was a little joke about a, a guy, an old country guy, and they wanted him to, um, they wanted to, uh, uh, they were voting on an organ. No, I'm sorry, sorry, they were voting on a chandelier. And he wouldn't vote on it, wouldn't vote on it, wouldn't vote on it. And they could not get him to vote on it. And uh, finally, after a while, they said to him, they said, why would you not vote on the chandeliers for the church? And he said, I don't know anybody that plays the chandeliers, and it's been so dark in here, I need to be able to see. So, 
he did not realize that a chandelier was lighting all this time. And they were arguing over whether or not he would not. He couldn't get him to budge on the chandelier. They wanted 100% on the chandelier. And he said, I don't know anybody can play the chandelier. And he said, and I have been struggling to have C in this church all this time. And, of course, that was a little bit humorous. But, you know, we have our differences, and it goes back and forth, praise God. And uh, gossip can really tear up churches. There have been churches that have been divided over gossip, and it's basically because they have not used this scripture, praise God, to defuse what was happening. Praise the Lord. They did not use this scripture and this biblical concept um, to defuse what was happening. Because gossipers can use the blanket of, of uh, people not knowing uh, to hide under. And gossip can go around and it's things that are not true. And they can use that. But if you, uh, if you take and you go to them and you can work it out, then the gossip stops. If it doesn't, out of the, uh, you know, take somebody with you to one or two more, praise God, and that doesn't uh, do it, then you're to take it on to the next step. We're going to talk about that too. But gossip is a thing that can really cause divisions. You see, I've watched over the years as pastors have been confidential about things that have gone on, and there have been people in the church that has had problems with the church or with the pastor, and so they start and then they go around gossiping, uh, reaching out to some of the weaker people in the church, some of the people that are maybe on the fringes. And they, because of the gossip, um, then they begin to lure people away. Pastors cannot uh, buddy up with everyone, and, but they do that. They'll, they'll, they'll gossip, and, uh, they'll, they, you know, and so there's a problem there. And so you know, the pastor... It, when there's a problem there, he needs to take a, a board member. And then what we're going to talk about later is the church. But pastors are confidential. And uh, when you hear gossip, when, when you hear somebody gossiping, praise the Lord. Isn't it amazing? I, if I heard gossip about one of my kids, it would really bother me. But if I hear gossip about someone that's not related to me or someone down the road, then it, it, it doesn't bother me as much. Praise God, because my interest is there. When your interest is in the church, gossip is something that, you know, should bother you. And, and when you have a saint that's in a state of mind where they're angry and they're bitter, and uh, they are not the type of person that's going to want to be workable. They're, they, they don't want to work. They, they're just, they're angry, they're bitter. And so they will try to go around and get as much uh, uh, get as much support and many people behind them that they can get behind them, and so you know this is their frame of mind. And so praise the Lord when you know when you have this kind of thing that God has given us here these scriptures, then you're able to protect the church because eventually the church will know. Amen. As a whole, this is not a good thing, and this is not the way it is. Um, this is why the Lord goes on to the next phase, verse 17. He said, and if he shall neglect to hear them, 
praise God, then you go to the next step and you go to where you tell, take it unto the church. Now, that doesn't mean, although I have seen it, that does not mean to where you open it up in church and someone stands up and says, I've been offended by so-and-so, and, uh, and I, you know, I'm going to bring it to the church. That's not what that scripture means, praise God. Because, amen, he's not talking about the church building. He's not talking about everybody that comes and sits in the church. You've got visitors. You've got all kind of things. Praise God. God's church is made up of two parts. There's the parts of the saints, and there's the parts of the ministry. It is the ministry's job to take care of the body of Christ. Praise God. Ephesians 4 and 11 says he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and some teachers. What? For the perfecting of the saints, for the working of the ministry, to edify of the body of Christ. So God has given us these people, and I'll just go ahead and read verse 13. Till we all come into the unity of faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, unto the perfect man, unto the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ. Now, we all have characters. We all have thoughts. We've all got ideas. We're all living in the flesh. We're trying to crucify the flesh. And while we do that, God's given us some pastors, teachers, evangelists, and etc. Praise God to help keep us where we need to be. And when we get out of order, God has given us them to try to help us stay in order. Praise the Lord. And so when there is some kind of unbalance and, and a saint gets to where they, they're not going to listen to uh, you know, a, a couple, they're not going to listen uh, you know, to their, the advice that's given to them, then it rises up to where the, the pastor and the board, he, man, will try to help them, he, man, and, uh, and, and it's the best thing. Um, in, in my past, as pastoring, when somebody was trying to hurt the church, um, I, for the most part, never took it on to these levels because... I did not want to embarrass them. I was hoping they would get straight and then things would go better and nobody would know the better of it. Um, in raising children, there are times when you have to deal with one of your children and the rest of your children don't understand how and what you had to deal with that person. That's between you and them. It's not all your kids are not in there with dealing with that. And in, in, in church and in pastoring, Praise God. There are times that you deal with individuals, with individual situations. You and your wife deals with them or whatever. And, uh, you know, it's not something that the whole church is dealing with. And they don't need to deal with it. Praise God. Because, you know, first of all, they're not in a place to be able to do it mentally. And second of all, hey, man, uh, that person needs to be able to move on without any baggage in the past. And so, praise God, God has given us our leadership of our church. And uh, we have uh, our leadership. We've got our board. I'm proud of our board. Amen. The board will tell you that um, they, they are not a yes board. I want to know what they think. If I'm wrong, I want to know it. And, uh, but if there's any issues that continue on like that, praise God, then we, we can have a board meeting. We've not had to do that. 
but if, but it's there. And due to the fact that it is there, it's a safeguard. Um, what makes you slow down from going 80 miles an hour in a 60-mile-an-hour zone is knowing that there's a cop possibly up ahead. And so I want to tell you something. I didn't mean to talk about this. We had a woman that came through this valley, and she went to several churches. And she, she must have known by the way the pastor was and the way that the church was if she could get up and take over that service. Because in a few churches she did. She got up and took over that service. But then she came and she said, I'm not going to point where she was because someone might be sitting there. But she came and she sat in that service and the whole time she watched me. Because she knew, praise God, if she got out of order that I was going to be up and my church was going to be behind me. And that's what God wants us to be. That's where God wants us to be. He doesn't want a division in the church. He wants us to be solid and together. And so when you have this kind of principle in your life, then, praise God, you don't have to worry once again. You don't go 80 and a 60 because you know there may be a cop up there. If you don't think there's any cops or any, any you know, consequences of your actions, you're going to go 80 and a 60. Praise God. But because you know there's consequences, because you know that if, uh, you know, because not so much you, because I'm, everybody in here is such wonderful people, but if you have somebody that comes into the church and they're not going to be right and they have to be dealt with and they're dealt on a single basis or they dealt on an upper basis, they know, praise God, that it's just going to get worse and they're not going to do it. It's a very good protective thing, praise God. You see, God's work has suffered greatly with division in the body. Amen. And that's sad, a dividing body. We need to, when we're, when we're dealing, we need to be mature enough, praise God, to work out our differences, amen, and, 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 and move on. Just work out the differences and move on, praise God. Because gossip is like a fire. It, it will destroy gossiping. James 3 and 6 says, And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among many members that it defileth the whole body. Praise God. So, amen, you know, your tongue, your gossip can destroy, um, can destroy, you know, and, and the sad part about it is, amen, there are people that have gone out. There's a, there's, a, there's a guy that went out, amen, and he went to burn his neighbor's house down, and the fire got so hot, it caught his house and burned it down. Praise the Lord. And, and, and I'm telling you when, you, when you destroy anything in God's kingdom, it's going to affect you. Praise God. And so, amen. And so we've suffered because of gossip, and we have to be careful. As church members, when you hear gossip going on, put the water on it. Say, hey, let's, let's go talk to Brother White about this. Let's go, let's go, you know, let's go, you know, when somebody comes to you and they want to say something about someone, say, have you gone to talk to them about this? Can I, can I talk to them about this? Can we get this straightened up? I'm telling you, you watch them, they'll pull in their horns. They don't want to straighten it up. They like, they like what's going on. They don't want it fixed. They don't want a perfect world. 
They're enjoying tearing everybody else's world up. Don't let them engulf you in that. Praise God. Because the Word of God is like a sword. It can kill, and that sword can also do surgery. Your tongue, hear me today, your tongue is like a sword. We are made in the image of God. Our tongue can either destroy something or we can help somebody by doing surgery. I can talk bad about someone and destroy them or I can use my tongue to help them through a bad situation and help them to be a better person. Praise God. That's what the tongue can do. Amen. And so... The sad part about it is, you see, the devil makes us think that the person we're hating, we are destroying. But what he doesn't let us know is that there are consequences to our actions. And when we, you know, David, praise God, David never had a successful overthrowing of his kingdom. He lied and he killed Uriah. He laid with Bathsheba. He took her in. He did all those things. So God allowed things to come against him. But he never had a successful overthrowment of his kingdom. And I, I'd adhere it to the fact that he never tried to overtake Saul. If David would have tried to overtake Saul, then and he would have. He could have. He could have killed him in that cave. But because David never did that, he set his life to never have to worry about even being overthrown. He died in an old age as a king. Now, his, his son ended up taking over, but... David never lost his kingship. So, and there's where I want to talk about us protecting ourselves. If we do the right thing, and we, if, if, if a person is gossiping and they're tearing people down, people will talk about them, but I'll tell you what God will do. God will withhold the harm of what they say to hurt them. God can't stop them from people talking about them. You know, you have people, praise God, that they're constantly putting people down, putting people down, putting people down. And then all of a sudden they fall. And what happens? People are on top of them and putting them down. And you think, why? It's because they're reaping what they sowed. But you've got people that are gracious and loving and everything else. And they fall. And what happens? You've got people saying, but they're a great guy. They're a great lady. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Why? They're reaping what they sow. The scripture says, be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. So if you sow loving kindness and goodness and all those things and not and, and being kind and you know, etc., and forgiving and everything, God says that's what's going to come your way. And and Galatians 6 and 7 says, oh, I'm sorry. I got 
the two scriptures messed up. Matthew 7 and 12 says, Therefore all things whatsoever ye would that men should do to you, do ye even so to them. For this is the law of the prophets. So whatever you want people to do to you, do unto them. I want people to gossip about me. I want people to lie on me. I want people to steal from me. Right? No. You see, the Bible said that's the law. The whole Old Testament law could be wrapped up in that. Every law that you was ever given, thou shalt not lie. Do you want to be lied to? No. Thou shalt not steal. Do you want to be stolen from? No. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Do you want somebody committing adultery on you? No. So whatever you'd have them do unto you, do unto them. So when you're in a situation and you're thinking, what should I do in this situation? Ask yourself the question, what would I do if I was them and they were me? What would I want them to do? Would I want them not to help? You know, it's just real funny. One time I had an old, old truck and I had this wee little jack and I was coming up the highway and I had a blown tire and I and the jack would not get the truck up high enough, and it was spitting snow and cold, and we were just starting the church. And I would get that jack, I would put it on the ground, and I would jack that up high enough, and then it couldn't get high enough to get the tire off and put the other one on. And I would go dig stone out of the bank, and I'd bring that stone in, and I would pack it up to where it was up under the truck, and then I would let the jack down. I had a guy pull up, he and he put his window down, and he said, can I help you? I said, do you have a jack? He's like, yeah, I got a scissors jack. I said, oh, man, that'll be great. He kind of stuck his head out and felt how cold it was. He said, I don't think it'll work, and took off. But I I jacked it up. So, I mean, whatever you want people to do to you, do it unto them. Praise God. That sums up the whole whole Testament. Praise God. Amen. And it was found also, the Jews used to say, this was their saying, they'd say, whatever is hateful to you, Do not do to another. That was one of their sayings. Praise God. And it's also among the Greeks and the Romans was these sayings. And even uh, Confucius said that. He, He had that saying. Praise God. Do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. And that's what we need to do. Praise God. But if you want to protect yourself, you see, the devil doesn't tell us that. The devil doesn't tell us, he meant that when we're nasty to others, then... God's going to allow others to be nasty to us. When we be mean with others, when we're dishonest with others, God's going to allow others. It's just going to come back and get us. And then I'm going to close with verse 18. It says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whatsoever ye shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever ye shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. There are a lot of things in our lives that are unbiblical scripture things. If we decide to put gray carpet in the church, God says in heaven, that's great. We might get together and fight over it and not decide. I mean, there have been decisions in this church. There's things that we've done, and not everybody's been on board, but everybody's just been kind and moved on. And the Lord says, whatever you're going to bind, when you get together and you disagree with each other, praise God. And when you work that out, and when you're done, whatever the church decides to do that's what we're going to settle it up in heaven praise god now that's not saying that you call wrong right or right wrong that's not what i'm saying i'm just saying there are a lot of things in in life that 
you know, that you're, you're going to, that God's just going to say, that's the way it is, praise God. You know, that's, if, if that's what you, if that's what you choose for a chandelier, or that's what you choose for a decision, if that's what you choose to buy your church, or plant your church, or to do whatever in this life, praise God, then that's the will of God, because you can sit around saying, well, God, is that your will? Is that not your will? Is that, and the Lord's like, just make a decision. It's not a big thing. And whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Praise God. So when you come together and you argue and you disagree and you've come up with a solution, God says, that's great. Whatever you guys decide down there, amen, I'm going to allow it to be up here. Praise God. And let's just move on and have church. Praise the Lord. Let's all stand. So when the Bible says, take it to the church, you know what that means. I did not know how I was going to send that out in a, in, in a text. Praise God.